0: Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones, and today we are doing something a little different. Uh, I've decided to add, every now and then, I'm going to sprinkle in uh, a show that has a, a particular theme or a particular um, genre or a particular, it's going to be a thing, all right? And Today's episode, you already know because you read the title of the episode, is This Movie is Metal as Fuck! And I'm going to be talking about movies that are, in my estimation, metal as fuck. And today's episode, the debut episode of This Movie is Metal as Fuck, is uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Uh, This is a fantastic movie that is... uh, oft forgotten, uh, and lost to the annals of history. It actually had decent audience scores, not so great, uh, critics rating, but it was one of the top grossing flicks of the year that it came out, which escapes me, but I think was like 2003 or some shit. Um, it's got a, a fun cast. It's, uh, it's better than you think it's going to be this movie. So let's just get right into it. Uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, main stars Jeremy Renner, uh, Gemma Arterton, I think I'm saying that right, uh, Famke Johnson, uh, an appearance by uh, Peter, is it Stormare, Peter Stormare. Peter Stormare, I don't fucking know. Um, you, you've seen him in things he was in. Fargo. He was one of the Nihilists in The Big Lebowski. He was Lucifer in the movie version of Constantine. He uh, was in the show Prison Break. He's currently in American Gods. He's always that Russian guy, Um, which I think he's Scandinavian, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, here's the plot. Starts off simple enough. Hansel and Gretel uh, abandoned in the woods by their folks, uh, and they are... Uh, wandering the woods. They get captured by a witch. Uh, it's uh, the the whole... Um, there's dogs barking out my window. I don't know if you can hear that or not, but it's nice out. The windows are open. There might be some ambient noise, and we're all just going to have to deal with it. Uh, but anyway, Hansel and Gretel, uh, they stumble upon the candy house. They're uh, captured by a witch. Uh, the witch is force-feeding Hansel all the sweets and stuff to fatten him up. Uh, Hansel and Gretel manage to escape the witch kill the witch, burn the witch and then it uh, flashes forward to now Uh, Hansel and Gretel have turned into witch hunters that is their their trade now and uh, Hansel, due to being force fed all the candy to fatten him up for the witch to eat uh, Hansel now has diabetes uh, or as they call it in the movie, the sugar disease Uh, It's also discovered that Hansel and Gretel are immune to spells. That's uh, important to know. Um, All right, so Hansel and Gretel, they're now witch hunters. They show up in a town, prevent the town from killing uh, a young woman who the town is is accusing of being a witch. um, Because there's a mark you can look for. They don't see the mark on her, whatever, whatever. Uh, the big plotline is more kids are disappearing uh, all at once than ever before due to witch abductions of children. And uh, it the witches are preparing for the blood moon, where there's a ritual they can do if they sacrifice 12 kids. Uh, they can become immune to fire, which is like the big thing that kills witches in this universe is fire. Uh, Hansel uh, falls for the girl that he saved earlier and they totally fuck. Uh, uh, Gretel meets a troll, uh, when, uh, the troll saves her from being beaten up by, uh, some of the townspeople who are like competing witch hunters. Uh, so the troll saves her, they hang out, they don't fuck. Um, let's see what else. There's also like a kid sidekick, Uh, who's one of the town boys who wants to be a witch hunter. He kind of sucks, but he's fine, so whatever. Um, Alright, what else? Hansel and Gretel find out their mom was a white witch, which means that Gretel is a white witch, and there's such a thing as white witches. Those are the good witches in this universe. Um, And the witches need uh, a white witch's heart. ...for their ceremony, so the witches kidnap Gretel. Hansel's fuck-buddy reveals herself to be a white witch, uh, which totally blows his fucking mind... ...because he's like, all witches need to be burned, and now it's like, no, there's a good witch. And he's like, oh, fuck, alright, I guess some witches are good. Uh, Hansel and Gretel kill just, like, a fuck-ton of witches... ...and prevent the whole blood moon ceremony, whatever thing. Um, Kill so many witches, rescue the kids... Uh, then they return to the candy house, uh, to fight and kill the head witch. There's a witch battle between, uh, Hansel's fuck buddy and the main evil witch. Uh, the fuck buddy dies. Uh, Hansel and Gretel then, uh, kill the witch by chopping her head off with a fucking shovel. And, uh, that's the end of the movie. So... Uh, With that recap having been said, let's go through some notes. Let's see uh, what all I want to talk about. First of all, let's talk about the cast. Cast is real fun. I mentioned Peter Stormare, Stormare, whatever the hell his name is. He's great in all sorts of things. Uh, Gemma Arterton, not entirely familiar with her work. Uh, she was in the worst of the Daniel Craig Bond movies, she was in Clash of the Titans, she was in Prince of Persia, she was in this, uh, so I don't think her agent is helping her pick the best movies, um, I mean, I love this movie. This movie, as the title of this uh, episode would inform you, this movie is metal as fuck, but that's not saying it's a good movie, right? Uh, best movie I saw that I am familiar with on her like filmography was Rock and Roller, which is uh, a Guy Ritchie movie and one of the best he's done uh, since you know he married Madonna and everything got kind of weird. I love Madonna, but she was the worst thing to ever happen to Guy Ritchie. Seriously, um, he needs to make a sequel to Rock and Roller. That movie was fun. Um, All right. we've also got uh, Famke Johnson speaking of Bond girls Uh, She was famously Xenia Anatop in GoldenEye, which was a Pierce Brosnan era uh, Bond movie Uh, She's probably most famous for being Jean Grey in the X-Men franchise Um, Well, being the first Jean Grey, not the kind of soft reboot young Jean Grey uh, who's Sophie Turner, right? From Game of Thrones, something like that. Anyway. Uh, and then Jeremy Renner. Man, uh, this movie was supposed to turn into a franchise. Did not happen. He was supposed to be the new, uh, like replacement for Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible franchise. Didn't work out. Tom Cruise came back. He was supposed to be the replacement for Matt Damon in the, uh, Born Identity franchise. And then that didn't work out. Um... He's in, uh, you know, the Avengers. He's Hawkeye, probably his most famous role. And he's, as far as the movies go, objectively the least interesting of the Avengers. They're working on it. They're doing better with him. But, like, damn. Uh, He was good in the town. I will give him credit for that. He's made some decent flicks. Um, But, yeah, shit end of the stick this guy gets in, like, every property that is supposed to turn into a franchise for him, it just does not work out. Uh, but he's good in this, everyone is good in this. Uh, the rest of the cast are primarily like local actors to where they were filming this, uh, so a lot of like European, Eastern European, uh, excuse me, actors, um, and they're all good, you know, they're all fine. Um, all right, so let's get into some other notes about this movie. First off. Uh, MTV Films produced this. I was not aware of that. Um, but they come right out of the gate with that MTV, uh, films logo and it's good. Um, actually I, I can think of a, a few MTV films, uh, that, that, you know, we're, we're pretty good. We're, we're quality. I want to say, uh, I want to see Cable Guy was an MTV film. I may be mistaken on that, but I think it was. And then uh, Joe's Apartment, which I don't think anybody ever talks about, but they should. That was uh, Jerry O'Connell, and uh, I think Megan Ward might have been in that one. And then Cockroaches. It's the singing cockroach movie. Uh, I need to revisit that one of these days, but that's neither here nor there. Um, So yeah, MTV Films put this one together. Um, It is a gory fucking movie, (laughs) Like, I was not prepared for that the first time I ever saw this. There is so much blood and and viscera and entrails and uh, explosions of gore. It is wild. Um, a lot of good practical effects and then a lot of uh, CGI effects to kind of polish that up. Um, there's a, a very fun, like, kind of steampunk aesthetic to it. Um I guess the costume designer used a lot of old cloth and leather and stuff like that to make all the all the outfits for Hansel and Gretel and the townspeople and the witches and all that. Um but also gave it a fully modern kind of flair. Uh and it works. Um all the weaponry has that kind of steampunk thing where there's uh, you know, automatic and semi automatic arrow guns and, and shit like that. Um the sets look like a ren fair that has a good budget um, it's it's clearly not real places that exist like all the buildings look like sets but like really good sets and i think that kind of adds to the fun of it all you know it's it's a a fairy tale hansel and gretel and and they're they're clearly just kind of embracing it there's a very tongue in cheek Attitude toward the movie. No one's taking it all that seriously, and I think that works to its favor. Um, the uh, the action set pieces are fantastic. Uh, they're they're so much fun. Um, uh, all the witches apparently know parkour and martial arts and shit like that. Um, and uh, the color palette works. It's a lot of browns and blues. It's very earthy um it it works for the the time period and the attitude they're trying to portray. It's a well-paced movie too. Um it's only like an hour and a half long and it's it's pretty wall-to-wall with stuff happening. There's not a lot of downtime, which I think works to its behavior. Um let's see. The uh the plucky towns kid who wants to be a witch hunter is kind of the right amount of annoying. Uh, for a would-be sidekick, uh, he gets a good narrative arc, becomes a full witch hunter by the end. Of course, um, reminded me a little bit of uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf in uh Constantine, the um, the Keanu Reeves movie, uh, which I referenced earlier with uh Peter Stamari playing Lucifer in it. That's a good movie. I should. I should talk about that one at some point. I'll add it to the list. Um, but anyway, yeah, the kid was good. Uh Hansel's love interest, uh, The White Witch is is good. Um again, did I mention the gore? This is the goriest fucking movie. Uh there is so much splatter. It reminded me of the uh the old turbografx sixteen game Splatter House. Uh that was super fun when I was a a preteen or teen playing that game system. Um, there are people who explode. Uh, there are head smashings there's, and everyone just winds up covered in gore and is very visceral, very like there's chunks in the gore. You feel it. It's, it's so gross. Um, the witch designs are all very cool. Uh, you know, there's incorporating elements of the environment, whether it's uh, sticks and twigs and branches, or it's, like, rock-like crags or crystals. And then they've got this um, kind of craggy corpse paint-looking faces. Uh, the makeup effect's very well done. Apparently, Fomka Johnson hated it, uh, according to some, some research I was reading to get ready for this podcast. Um, but it works. Like, uh, all the witches were super cool-looking. Um, there's one scene in the movie that's vaguely uncomfortable. One of the complaints uh that was lobbed at the movie, and I don't think it's entirely fair uh just due to the context of you know what the movie's about. The movie is about witches and the the kind of historical fairy tale precedent for witches to always be uh older women that's kind of the deal um and, you know, so there, there were complaints that the movie is just chock full of, uh, women being, um, uh, beaten or, uh, stabbed or strung up or lit on fire or whatever. And it's like, well, yes, but that's kind of what the movie's about. They're witches and the witches just all happen to be women. Cause that's the precedent for whatever they weren't hunting warlocks, I guess. I don't know. Um, but that being said there was seen uh one scene where uh, uh Gretel is captured by the the Peter Stormare led town witch hunting group of like they're the barfly dirtbags who think they're the badasses who run the town it's like the sheriff or whatever and his band of deputies they're just dickbags um and so they fucking you know uh corner her, beat the ever-loving piss out of her, uh, it looks at a certain point like it's gonna get real bad, uh, but then the, the troll dude, uh, Edward is the name of the troll, the troll saves her and just smashes all their fucking heads, um, whether with like an overhand fist, like a hammer fist that just crushes one dude's skull like a grape. Uh, and then he steps on Peter Stormare's head and it splatters like a bug. It's fucking, it's wild. So, I mean, it's a little uncomfy a scene because it's just, they beat the piss out of her. Um, but it's not, It it's not so jarring that it doesn't make sense in the context of the movie. It's kind of what the movie is. Um, there's a... Uh, uh the climactic battle is really fun it's just a a frantic assault of uh action and splatter as they dispatch all the witches in this coven who are trying to do this ceremony um there's a cool uh like Siamese twin or that's wrong phrasing uh conjoined twin sorry i i i, I try conjoined twin uh witch thing where they're like fused back to back. Uh, and so they kind of spin and rotate and, and do very cool kind of choreographed fighting. Um, that was fun. A lot of the, you know, the flying, uh, the witches flying through the woods is kind of reminiscent of the speeder bikes from return of the Jedi, um, where they, uh, you know, they get hit by trip lines or whatever. Uh, but the explosions, instead of being, you know, sparks and, and, uh, uh, you know, flame-based explosion, it's just explosions of gore, uh, cause that's the kind of movie this is, um, so yeah, the climactic, or I guess it's the, the pre-climactic battle, it's the big battle against all the second-tier witches before they get to the cabin to fight the main witch, Fompka Johnson, um and uh yeah the straight up decapitating her with a with a shovel to end the movie um is uh, a a fun little nod to evil dead uh which apparently um the evil dead series and some of john carpenter's work were all uh inspiration for the tone that this movie was to have and i think it i think it worked out i think it did uh have that kind of vibe um, honestly, I'm disappointed that we didn't get a sequel to this. There's been talk that, uh, it would get a, a spin-off T TV series. There's been talk that they would try to do a, a straight up sequel to the, uh, to the movie. Um, I don't know how likely that is. I know they're talking Jeremy Renner is going to be involved in a Hawkeye, uh, series for the, the Disney streaming app, um. So I don't know how busy Jeremy Renner is going to be. I don't know what Gemma Arterton's up to. Um, but I mean, really, those are the only two that you wouldn't need to come back for for a direct sequel. You could easily drop everybody else and it would be fine. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel. I don't know if we're ever going to get one. Uh, I think looking back, a lot of people misremember this as being, like, a Van Helsing uh, or an I, Frankenstein, um, you know, kind of coming off the, the back of uh, when the Underworld franchise was the thing. And this is a way more fun movie than any of, of those kind of grim retellings or, or reframings of, of horror properties. Uh, I think this is... Way more tongue in cheek, way more of a sense of humor about it, uh, and again, it's just a straight up splatter fest. It's just a a a dumb, uh, kind of horror comedy action. Uh, if if anything, it would probably be more like that Brothers Grimm movie that had uh, Matt Damon and um, oh God, who else was in that? It was Matt Damon and. Was it the dude who played Niles in Frasier? I don't remember. Anyway, uh, this movie is more akin to that in terms of kind of being ridiculous and knowing it's being ridiculous. Um, But again, definitely way gorier, way bloodier, uh, more nudity. There is sex. Uh, Yeah, it's a wild movie. Um, The R rating may have hurt it. I don't think it hurts it in terms of the quality of the movie, but it may have hurt it in terms of uh, how often people visit it or, you know, who all was able to to get into it at the time it came out. Um, Yeah, so in short, if you're looking for just a wild hour and a half of gore and splatter and witches and, uh, you know, uh, steampunk aesthetic and scenery chewing and other dumb shit. Uh, this is a, a good flick. I recommend it. Um, I think it, it it is accurate to say that this movie is, in fact, metal as fuck. Uh, so, yeah, check out Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. And uh, with that having been said, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to have some music recommendations and uh, your tarot pull. So stay tuned. And I'll be right back. All right, and we are back. Um, I'm not going to do any uh, TV recommendations because I just told you all about this movie that you should probably go watch. Um, So instead, I'm just going to go straight to recommending some music Uh, for the old track. Uh, I'm recommending Everybody, Everybody by Black Box, track from 1990. It's a jam. It's going to make you want to go hit a roller rink or go hit a club. Like You want to move to this song. It is a fucking jam. Um, And yeah, I realize I just spent this whole podcast talking about a movie that's metal as fuck, and now I'm segueing into just telling you dance music to go check out, but you know what? It's my fucking podcast. Deal with it. Uh, I am, I am varied in my tastes, uh, speaking of being varied in my tastes, um, for the newer track, um, I don't know how I define what the new track is, what the cutoff point for, for, you know, how recent it has to be. This is one from 2015, which admittedly is like four fucking years ago, uh, a simpler time, really, four years ago. Um excuse me, goodness, uh, you know what, I'm leaving it in, warts and all, yeah, I burped, I've been drinking a lot of energy drink over here, don't judge me, I try to, I'm gonna get off topic, I try to bang energy for the first time not too long ago, um, that shit's gonna kill people, like, people are gonna straight up go into cardiac arrest drinking that shit, because I, look, I spend a lot of my time on the road, I drive a lot, uh, I have a lot of late nights, I have you know, a handful of early mornings, uh, my sleep schedule is wildly out of whack. Uh, so I drink a lot of energy drinks, you know, Red Bull, Monster, Rockstar, what have you. Um, I had never tried a bang, but all the wrestlers that I work with swear by it. Uh, so I decided to try one and that shit made my heart beat like it was going to come straight the fuck out my chest. I thought I was going to die. Uh, so be careful with that shit. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's a little PSA for you. Watch out for that bang energy shit. It's, uh, it's wild. Someone's going to die. It's just going to happen. It's fine. Um, all right. So back to what I was originally talking about, uh, from 2015, uh, the track is Rub by Peaches. Uh, this is a... Banger! It's a super queer, super dancey, it's like it's it's a fucking wild track. The lyrics are fantastic. The video is amazing. It's very not safe for work. There's a lot of nudity, a lot of uh, urinating and squirting. And when I say nudity, I'm talking like top to bottom, head to toe. Uh, you are gonna see every piece of equipment under the sun in this video. Um, Peaches is an amazing uh, artist uh, crossing a lot of genres, doing a lot of wild shit as a performer, as a musician. Uh, So yeah, Rub by Peaches, that's the the new track to check out. Um, All right, and now uh, let's get on to your tarot card pull for this episode. Uh, I'm pulling from the Neon Nightmare Tarot uh which uh if you just go on Instagram look up Neon Nightmare Tarot you'll find uh all the things check it out it's it's one of my favorite decks it's super cool um and the uh the card that I pulled today is Justice represented on this card by Godzilla uh so that's kind of cool um Justice is exactly what it sounds like it is. You know, the, the name of this card is what it's about. You're looking at an ethical or moral issue in your life. Um, maybe you've done somebody dirty. And if you have, there's a few things you need to do. You need to atone for what you've done. And you also need to look at your reasonings for doing it. You know, if if you're doing something out of financial desperation or uh you know a, a strive for attention that you're not getting, or you know maybe you feel you were wronged before, and this is your revenge um uh you know maybe uh someone's you know done you dirty, and you know if that's the case uh this is not a time for revenge this is not uh a time for uh you know uh, trying to uh get recompense against your, your perceived, uh, slight or, um, that the person who slighted you, your slighter. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, but instead of doing that, instead of the eye for an eye, you know, tooth for a tooth kind of justice, this is about, uh, seeing how with your experience, you can prevent, uh, similar, Uh, uh, negative actions from befalling others, like that's justice, trying to uh, balance scales and right wrongs and and shit like that, like punitive justice versus restorative justice. Uh, Restorative justice is is the best way to go. you know something else to keep in mind when dealing with justice it's not a time for gossip it's not a time for defensiveness uh it's not a time to be going on the attack you know this is a time to be in your best mindset and your most rational and you know if you're looking at ethical or moral issues and you know regardless of what the benefit could be if you were to go against your morals or go against your ethics go against your personal code Uh, Stick to your code, you know, be true to yourself. That's going to be more beneficial in the long run. So uh, keep all that in mind as you, uh, you know, ponder on the the card of justice and what that's going to mean for you, for your life going forward. And with that having been said, I think that is an episode. Uh, I appreciate you all. Uh, Tuning in, you know, week after week, listening to the episodes, there's a a good handful of you. Um, If you're liking what you're hearing, spread the word, you know, let other people know uh, that this is a thing, that this is going on. If you have a movie you would like to recommend uh, for me to review for This Movie is Metal as Fuck, let me know what that movie is, you know. Uh, Hit me up on, on social media, you can find me at pretty much everything at Jones, all one word, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S. You can also email me at skitzmjones at gmail.com. That's S-K-I-T-Z-M-J-O-N-E-S at gmail.com. Oh, man, there's stuff coming up, so much stuff coming up. Uh, Next weekend is going to be a wild one. Thursday night, I'm going to be at the Elbow Room, For Steph's Darling Parlor, uh, doing stand-up. My first official gig in the city, Elbow Room, 8 o'clock. It's a Thursday night. Uh, Be there for that. Then uh, Friday, going to be in Bloomington, Illinois, for uh, uh, Slam at the Saloon, at the Station Saloon, uh, for uh, Kaiju Attack Wrestling. Then Sunday, Going to be back at Two Brothers Roundhouse in Aurora uh, for uh, Roundup at the Roundhouse 4, I want to say this is. Um, but yeah, uh, Kaiju Attack Wrestling's home of Two Brothers Roundhouse. We're going to be there in Aurora. Uh, it's a great venue. Uh, come out to that. Um, just a reminder, Kaiju Attack Wrestling is going to be in the Bay Area in May. Uh, and then, uh, oh, May 2nd, I'm going to be on hosting duties for Game of Microphones. That's also a Thursday night show. Uh, so come out to that. And I think that's about everything. You can find all this stuff. Like I said, follow me on the social medias. Uh, Instagram is where I'm the most active. I'm just going to be honest with you all because I like pictures. I like, I like pretty pictures. Uh, and that's where I get to post flyers and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, that's... Yeah, that's... Follow me on the socials. Hit me up. I'll follow you back. You seem cool. You're listening to the podcast, and I appreciate you. If you're listening on iTunes, do the whole rate and review thing. Uh, Wherever you're listening, give us a a good rating or a subscription or whatever. Spread the word. Uh, Share us on social media. I say us. I'm talking about me, the royal we, and we really need to get out of here. So there's only one thing left to say, which is keep that trash fire burning.